Welcome to an inspirational teaching by our guest speaker of Adonai Church, Bangalore. We hope you enjoy this teaching. This morning's topic is called the power of testimony. When we speak, when we share with people what Christ has done in our hearts, there is a power that's released. And that power is able to duplicate the same miracle God did in your life, in the lives of the hearers. You're with me? When you speak, when you share the miracle God's done in your life, there is a power that's released from us. And that power is able to transform lives in the lives of the hearers. So this morning, if you're sitting here and you're looking for a miracle, you're in the right place. Because people are going to come up here and share testimonies. That is going to change your life. You have faith for that this morning? Amen. Can I hear amen from you? Amen. Let's go. Mark 5, Mark chapter 5, verses 18 to 20 says, As Jesus was getting into the boat... The man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him, but said, Go home to your own town and tell them how much the Lord has done for you. Go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So that the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis, how much Jesus had done for him. And all the people were amazed. This is a portion where you see this man who's heavily demonized. He is in the graveyards. He's been chained. He strips his clothes. He walks naked. He creates havoc in that area. People are not able to go to that place. He beats himself. His body is bleeding. He is unable to be tamed. That was the situation of this boy and this man. And Jesus casted out a legion of demons. You all know how much is a legion? A legion is nearly 3,000 to 6,000 people. So he had nearly 3,000 to 6,000 demons in one person. Can you imagine that? So this man, God set him free. God healed him. And he was in his right mind. And when Jesus was leaving that place, he asked Jesus, Lord, can I come with you? I want to be part of these disciples, the band of disciples uh, who are going from place to place. They're doing all these mighty miracles. I want to be part of that. But Jesus had a different call for him. Jesus told him, go home. Go to your people. Go to your neighbors, the community that you come from. And there you go and share how much the Lord has done for you. How much the Lord has done for you and how merciful God has been to you. And he did exactly the same. He did exactly the same. And the Bible says he went about, he shared everything that Jesus has done for him. Fully. The entire miracle. The entire transformation. And the Bible records that Jesus and the people were amazed. Jesus gave him a call. Jesus gave him a responsibility. Jesus gave him a commission. And there were three things that happened when Jesus told him to do. First thing, go and tell your people. Second thing, tell them how merciful God has been. If you've been saved, 
if you are sitting here, it's because of God's mercy. Amen? It's not our works. It's God's pure mercy. And God is, God was, Jesus was telling him, go, tell how merciful God has been. And then the Bible records, the people, all the people were amazed. God is glorified even as he went about and sharing what Jesus had done. He became the first missionary, if you have to say. He went to his own people. He became his first missionary. And he started sharing about his story with everyone. And that is called a testimony. What is that called? Can you repeat that again? What God has done, you go share with people. That is called a testimony. A testimony is a spoken or a record or a written record of what God has done in your life. And the testimony of Jesus is also a spoken or a written record of what Jesus has done in your life. Revelation chapter 19 verses 10, the latter part of the verse says, The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Can you say that with me? The testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy. So when, as I started off, I said, testimony when spoken, it carries spirit of prophecy. When you speak what God has done to you, it is a spirit of prophecy. And when you give testimony, it carries prophetic significance. So what does prophecy do? Do you know that? Prophecy can foretell what is happening, the coming events. Or prophecy can cause a change in the present events. Some of the examples we see in the Bible, Ezekiel went to this valley of dry bones. And what did he say? He prophesied and those dry bones came as an army. There was a release of uh, prophetic significance into this environment and things changed. You see in the Bible the testimony, the prophecy of Jesus. Isaiah prophesied that Jesus will come. Emmanuel, it happened. So prophecy is foretelling coming events or it can cause a change in the present event. It can initiate a change in the present event. And so what is the spirit of prophecy of Jesus? When we share, there is an anointing that's released. And even as this person is sharing what Jesus did for that person, he can do it for you. You believe in that? What Jesus, the prophecy that's spoken is obtainable in the now. You can receive the same miracle in the now. God can duplicate that miracle in your life. And that's why testimony is very, very powerful. So whenever you're hearing a testimony, your heart's cry has to be, Lord, do it again. Do it in my life, Lord. I born this, Lord. That should be your heart's cry. And two things happen whenever we are sharing the testimony. Faith is built in the people's heart. Isn't it, church? When you hear a testimony, your faith is built. And then there's a huge expectation that's created in our hearts. Lord, if you can do it for that person, you can do it for me. So that is the spirit of testimony. In the Old Testament, the root word in the Hebrew for testimony is do again. Can you say this word? Do again. Deuteronomy 6.17 You shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God and his testimonies and his statutes which he has commanded 
you. Can we read it once more? You shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God and his testimonies and his statutes which he has commanded you. God had given the people of Israel a pattern to live with. Certain instructions. Things that they were supposed to do. It was the ways of life that God taught them how to go about. And those were the commandments. You have seen that. The second thing, if you notice in that verse, it says, first, commandments. Second, statutes. What are statutes? Statutes are principles to live by. God gave them commandments. God gave them statutes to keep the commandments, to keep the statutes. And the third thing it says, to keep the testimonies. Did you see that verse? You keep the commandments, you keep the statutes, and you keep the... How do you keep the testimonies? You make a record, a remembrance of all that God has done in your life. What you do? You make a record. You remember, a record of remembrance that God has done in your life, and you hold that very close to your heart. It's very dear to you. And you're consciously staying aware of this God who's able to do the impossible in your life. Amen? So that's how you are able to keep the testimonies. And uh, even and when God told the Israelites, keep the testimonies, they were told to speak about it. One generation will speak of his goodness to another. God wanted testimonies to be a lifestyle, to be in their DNA. To be the culture so that they are able to know what God is doing and they stay conscious of what God is doing in their life. You are conscious, you are sharing what God is doing in your life, you are discussing the miracles that God is doing in your life. Second Kings chapter 23 verse 3 says, And the king stood by the pillar and made covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord and to keep his commandments and his, to keep his testimonies and his statues with all his heart and all his soul to perform the words of his covenant that were written in the book. And all the people join in the covenant. The kings were told to do it, to keep the testimony. The need for that is that our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever and ever. And God wanted that reality, that reality to be kept alive. So he's the same God who parted the Red Sea. He's the same God who's amongst us. You believe in that? Yes. So that's how you keep the testimony. But the tragedy that you see in the Old Testament is that whenever they stopped sharing those testimonies, there was a downfall. And whenever there was a downfall, the understanding is that people... Stop sharing, stop talking about the miraculous interventions of God. So, what happens when you stop talking about the miracles? That's a question I'm asking you. What will happen when we stop talking about miracles? Miracles don't happen. Simple. When you stop talking about miracles, God's interventions, miracles don't happen. So, what happens when miracles don't happen? Miracles are no longer a daily conversation. We don't talk about it. And when we are not talking about it, our expectation for God to move amongst us 
decreases. When we are not talking about God's miracles, the expectation decreases. And when the expectation decreases, the interventions, God's miracles also decreases. And when that decreases, there is a downward spiral of we backsliding. And that's what was happening to, uh, in the Old Testament. And Nehemiah records that. Nehemiah 9.34 Neither our kings or our princes, our priests, nor our fathers have kept your law, nor heeded your commandments and your testimonies with which you testified against them. Stop talking about testimonies. Miracles stop happening in their lives. So many times, it's so true in our lives. When we make the problem and we focus on the problem, we kind of become very grumbling. We start complaining. And we need to start fixing our eyes on this God who is able to solve the problem, not on the problem. Similarly, we see that in, uh, in Nehemiah 9.34. And also in Romans 1.10, we see that even though people knew God, the Bible records that they did not acknowledge him, they did not honor him, they did not give him thanks. And there came the downfall. But King David had a very clear understanding of what God was doing in their lives. Psalms 145, 10 to 12. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and all your saints shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of kingdom and tell of your power. To make known to the children of man your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. What was David doing? He was testifying. He was speaking of God's wonders. And uh, Psalm 78.4 says, Psalm 78.4, We will not conceal them from their children. As in we will not conceal it from sharing with our families, our children. But tell to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wondrous works he has done. So even as you share your testimony this morning, there is a release of prophetic anointing. What God did for you, God can do the same for the hearers. And he is the same God yesterday, today, and forever and ever. Thank you for listening to this message. To know more about us, please visit www.adonai-ministries.com. 